that Dubai Sustainable City is so much more than a housing development. The executive director of the SEE Institute, Kareem Al Jizr, explains all the work that they do and how we are now at a tipping point. Welcome to Dubai Works, a business podcast about the innovators, the products, the services, and trending topics. Love and Dubai's take on the business stories that matter. My name is Richard Fitzgerald. I'm the founder of Augustus Media, publishers of Love and Dubai, Love and Saudi, and Smashy TV. Each week, we'll be interviewing the dynamic business leaders of Dubai. Hi, Kareem. Hey, good morning, Rich. Uh, thanks for coming on Dubai Works. Thank you. Nice to be here. You've got a great view. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> you've come out. Are you based out in Sustainable City? Yes, I am. Uh, I live there, actually, and that was the reason why I came to Dubai. I, I wanted to be part of the Sustainable City when it was being built. Really? So that was in 2015, and I moved in in 2016. How can a city itself, like Dubai, be sustainable focus, environmental focus? And is there a need, and then if there is a need, then what is the sustainable city itself? Uh, so, so great question, I think, uh, and everybody should uh, ask the same question wherever we may live in the world. And, and so can we be sustainable in, in, in Dubai, first of all? And so the answer is yes. Uh, are we sustainable today? No, we're not. Uh, however, the opportunities uh, to move, to transition from unsustainable to sustainable are, are significant. There is so much we can do. And those many things that we can do, we've put together in, in one space, which is today uh, a real estate development, a community, mm. a livable community, a happy community called the Sustainable City. And in many ways, it is a, uh, we consider it like a, um, a living laboratory because this is where all the great ideas that you and I can now pitch together or that come from other people and from other parts of the world, we try to deploy or integrate in that space, the sustainable city. Such as, such as how you grow your own food, how you, how you use mobility. It starts, it starts from uh, upstream of that, actually. Yeah. It, it actually starts from how do you plan the city, right? Mm. So okay. uh, uh, it is about providing homes and housing, fine, check, but how do you do so? And so we have them grouped into clusters and our units, our housing units are extremely sustainable in terms of energy efficiency. Mm. We avoid the sun. To, we, and we maximize shading so that we reduce air conditioning, so that we reduce electricity consumption and carbon footprint. Yeah. And then we have good insulation, we have LED lighting, we have energy efficient appliances. So the homes are efficient as a unit. Right. But then let's move out, let's move into that public space, which is equally significant and important. How can the public domain be also sustainable? And so we have narrow streets, we call them sikka, which is an, an, an Arabic term for small streets. Mm. Because when you narrow the streets, you have more shading and mm. less exposure to the sun. And we have interlock pavements and roads, so all the roads avoid, we don't use asphalt, because asphalt is, is a dark surface like we see on all the roads in Dubai, and it draws a lot of heat. So if you want to avoid, if you want to minimize what we call the heat island, you know, cities, they heat up all over the world, even in Europe because of air conditioning, because of cars, because of roads, etc. But what, what if you, know, you and I can engage in farming as our grandparents and forefathers did? Yeah. And it, it contributes an element of, 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 of happiness, social cohesion, community. So that's what we provide. We have farming space indoors and outdoors. We talked about energy. Water features is something we also uh, try to make more sustainable through water efficiency and conservation in the villas. We use treated sewage effluent for all the landscaped areas. Uh, we uh, use drip irrigation as well. We monitor the water and we monitor, we monitor the consumption and we monitor leakage as well. So it's very precious and we have to take care of it. 
So there's a lot more uh, involved in being sustainable uh, and being environmentally aware than you know what we're led to believe almost with marketing campaigns such as electric cars or recycling or you know not using plastic and paper. There seems to be a lot of research and science behind this. Is that your role, and you know, what sort of level is required to uh, put together some of the things you just spoke about? Absolutely. So sustainability is uh, can embrace us all, right? And um, and there is so much science and and common sense which goes into sustainability, and it it doesn't all have to be techy, right? A lot of sustainability is is low tech or non tech. But if we if we want to summarize it, you know, for the listeners, how can we be more sustainable in our campus, our community, our home, our office space, etc.? I think we need to think along the three strands of sustainability, and those are social sustainability. That's that's people. You know, it's people centric. It's it's uh, um, uh, wellness, yeah. community. It's happiness. It's education. Uh, neighborhood, that's social sustainability. Environmental sustainability are those engineering pillars from food production and energy management and water and waste and mobility that you mentioned and air quality and also how do we build, you know, the building materials. And equally, it is also about economic sustainability. Mm. So you do have the title as Executive Director of SEE Institute and it does uh, sound like it's an institution, uh, institution that you're running in terms Correct. of not just uh, a development, there's so much more to it. Correct, so Diamond Developers is the entity behind uh, the sustainable city, but as uh, time has passed, we have come to realize that so many other entities are needed also to ensure and to explore and enhance sustainability. And so fast forward, over the past five or six years, we've established or partnered with multiple other entities, a waste management company, a farming company, a school, an operator certainly, uh, and we have the Institute. And so the Institute uh, is a separate trade license, you know, let's, let's talk uh, operationally. So we have our trade license from uh, Dubai Economic uh, Departments, and then we're also KHD approved to provide multiple uh, programs. So professional training is something we provide in sustainability in the built environment. We also now, as I said, are in the process of establishing an incubator which complements the mandate of the Institute. We also host a lot of innovative research with a growing network of universities uh, in the UE and around the world, from, from California to Germany to Abu Dhabi and Dubai. And we host conferences and events related to sustainability. Well, how else can people access who aren't residents? How, they, how can they learn more about sustainable city? All right, so they can uh, certainly visit, first of all. They can visit, we have a visitor center with a lot of information and with a scaled model of the entire community. Last year, we received more than 10,000 visitors, including government entities, academia, uh, corporates, and professional associations and organizations. And so we have an open door policy. And, and seeing is believing, right? Especially perhaps in this part of the world where so much is happening, I think seeing is believing. So, so that would be my first uh, encouragement. They can follow us on social media, they can take some of our training courses, they can come and visit, go for a tour of, of the equestrian club, they can sign up to some of the services provided, they can visit the Fairgreen International School, mm. they can come to the plaza, to the Origin Market, which we host in season. There are so many touch points and opportunities for people to engage with what we do and what we offer in the sustainable city. But what I've seen in the last year or so is uh, a significant acceleration in the coverage 
right, of environmental issues. First of all, our ability to identify environmental issues. We now recognize the various problems. And it's not just garbage and waste and cars and traffic. It is so much more. And plastics and so on, and the oceans, mm. and the Arctic ice, and, and, and. And the plastics that you and I are consuming mm. involuntarily because it just snuck into our food, uh, food stream or food supply chain. But now the challenge for us is to move from awareness. You and I can sit here for days on end and discuss environmental issues. That's great. But we have to move from awareness to practices and attitudes. We have, so we need that awareness to change attitudes and attitudes to begin to inspire new practices. We call that behavior change. So how do we change behavior? And this is, changing behavior is, is perhaps more difficult than building Burj Khalifa. Mm. I mean, okay. a behavior is very difficult to change. And sometimes, you know, we are tempted to be more green, but then we quickly fall back into something which is less green. Uh, because of convenience, right? And we have to sometimes fight that convenience without compromising the quality of life. We believe that sustainable cities and, and a sustainable future is all about maintaining and even enhancing the quality of life, but reducing our ecological footprint. But what sort of, what, in the future, in the next few years, one, three, five years, with the sustainable city in Dubai and the institute that you run, what milestones would give you encouragement? What tangible actions would you like to see that are signs of behavior change, uh, be it plastic bag charges, be it different things that you'd like to see um, that, that you know would point in the right direction? Anything to do with energy, because this is where most of our carbon footprint comes from. So energy efficiency, electrification, renewables. I mean, Dubai, 20, 30 years from now, we have targets, right? Mm. Dubai has a strategy and the UE has a strategy for renewable energy uptake. If we begin to see people adopting that and other developers, instead of just having empty rooftops, well, what, why don't we put all that solar, why don't we integrate all that solar into the, the fabric of what we build? If we begin to, in the near future, and we have started to see that shift, that when you go to retail spaces and restaurants, you no longer see the plastic straws and the plastic cutlery, etc. It should not be a given anymore, right? Mm -hmm. It should be out of sight and then eventually out of mind. And all the alternatives exist today. Some of them are affordable, some of them you can simply avoid. You mm. don't need to consume all of that. Again, it's not about you and I switching our cars from you know, gasoline to electric cars and that's the end of, of, of the story. No, ideally you and I and your colleagues should be all using the same car, right? Mm. So we want to reduce the car dependency and if we can shift from you know, privately owned gasoline cars to shared electric yeah, vehicles, and then you reduce the numbers significantly, but we need to guarantee that the energy source is clean as well. Are you looking for ambassadors? Do you want people to carry the message of the sustainable city? And is that important for behavior change? Yes, so uh, I think we live in a world where appearances matter a lot, right? And, and, and it's okay and it's fine to say that sustainability is not, only, is not only about the planet, but it's also about being cool. And we believe that a sustainable lifestyle and a sustainable future can be a cool future. So there is this cool mm. factor. And celebrities like Leonardo DiCaprio, Akon came to visit the sustainable city, other celebrities, government officials, certainly they have clout, they have, they have muscle, right? They have followers. Uh, again, we can work endlessly for a few thousand followers, right? Or uh, 100,000, for example, on Fully Charged, we have 700,000 views after three years, etc. Yeah. But these celebrities, you know, they instantly they can get millions of views. And uh, it doesn't mean that all these followers will actually embrace 
the policy or the vision of the sustainable city. But certainly you leave, you leave something, right? You, you are seeding a certain change, you're seeding a behavior that you want to see in the future. If they believe in what we do, they will become uh, ambassadors in their own way, in their own rights, in their own industry for the sustainable city. And, uh, and what, what I have experienced in, in now my three and a half years of working and living in the sustainable city is that we have become a, a magnet for many like-minded individuals and organizations. And we thank them all. And you know, with them, we can spread the message much, much faster. And we do need to accelerate this, this uh, transition. Amazing, well, fascinating. Great to see. Uh, Kareem, thanks for your time. Thank you. And it's great to learn more about the sustainable city in Dubai. And please come and visit. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you.